Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hello, hello, it's Allison. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here today with Morgan Crew, a fellow Adlerian. So Morgan Crew is a registered nurse, a registered psychotherapist, and a mental health educator. Morgan states her most impactful credential as a mental health expert is actually being a single mother to a 17 and a 20 year old. So <laughs> I, I feel you, Morgan. Uh, Morgan has created a program we're gonna talk about on this podcast and it's called Prevail, Prove Your Power. Prevail concepts have come from her years of providing mental health care, both in nursing and uh, in her Adlerian psychotherapy practice. Morgan feels that sharing these concepts in an upstream manner to teach mental health skills makes more sense than to wait for a crisis. So amen for that. The concepts are gleaned from Adlerian psychology, and they include an in-depth lesson on private logic, as well as the importance of knowing and honoring your true essence. And those are both capitalized, true essence. Parents who often connect with Morgan to request help for their teenagers are guided to take the Prevail course themselves or with their teens together. This has had great success in teaching the whole family about mental health and wellness, as well as normalizing to the teen that we all have challenging times and are responsible for taking steps to overcome the obstacles. The course is validating and empowering with a good balance of both. Welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have more Adlerian content on the show. This is really what I'm trying to do. Most of the listeners um, uh, are people that are interested in Adlerian concepts, have been trained in Adlerian psychology, and I'm trying to amplify our mission and our voice. So it's really great to get somebody who's really living this boots on the ground, both personally and professionally. 
Yes, I've, I've never found anything in, in all the different uh, methods that has been more impactful for me and my clients as Adlerian psychology. So I'm really, really passionate about it and really passionate about explaining it to others. And I know I wouldn't even consider myself an expert in it. I just, it's the predominant modality I use and I'm keen to learn lots, which is why I love your podcast too. Oh, thank you. How how did you come to to find it as we make our way into expanding our voices? How did you stumble into it? How did you find it? So when I was um, working at the hospital in crisis support and stabilization as a mental health nurse, I was, you know, aligning most of my recommendations for clients with medical model style um, you know, recommendations and, and care. And I just really didn't see a lot of help being, you know, I didn't see a lot of effect in the, in what I was recommending. So it really actually wasn't until I had a personal experience with PTSD that I realized I need help. Um, I wasn't being able to cope with, with all of the trauma that I was exposed to at work. So I ended up without sort of knowing it in the moment, but realizing that I was having an injury from cumulative trauma and heading into mental health care myself, I was terrified because I thought, well, I should already know everything that there is, right? Oh, it was it was awful. So luckily, so with some guidance just within, I had connected with a psychologist who had done an assessment and said, Morgan, it's okay. You know, it seems like you have uh, cumulative trauma here let's get you into therapy. And I thought, oh, who's it going to be with? Anyway, was with an Adlerian therapist. And I, my, my, my mind was blown in the first six months of therapy and it, everything, you know, it was painful in the first three months. And then the second three months, I was like, this makes perfect sense. And so that's how, and I had a, a, some really beautiful mentors in that realm. And I thought, actually, I'm going to pursue being a psychotherapist and I'm going to pursue a, being an Adlerian psychotherapist. So that's how it happened. Wow. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story. And I know there's a lot of um, in in crisis work. Obviously, it would make sense to me. You're exposed to a lot, yeah. right? We get vicarious traumatization. We get direct traumatization. I'm so glad that you landed in the hands of an Illyrian. What a, yeah. amazing! And so, so you you um, end up getting your training to become an Illyrian uh, psychotherapist. At what point did you start developing Prevail? Tell us about the the birth story of that product or that important contribution that you've made yes okay so the word prevail actually you know it had come to me eight years ago and that's why the the single parenting piece um is so important for me because I've been a single parent for I think now 15 years and so was sort of found myself with a little you know one and a half year old and four year old um back in 2007 being launched into being a single parent and and at that point I wasn't even in healthcare or, or the nursing industry but the word prevail guided me like it was just there it just this word prevail was like Morgan you can do this you will you know you can do this and you must do this and you will do this so the word prevail has always just been around but it came to me as um as a as a course and as a program after starting my practice um I only started my private practice in 2020 and um so that's fine going into it really with a lot of gusto and a lot of supervision and a lot of care but after a year, I'm just like, oh, there's some really common themes here. And I'm, I seem to be teaching clients that, you know, sort of half of the session hearing and holding space and, 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 and learning to conceptualize the client, but then the other half teaching Adlerian concepts because of how, how much they uh, help the client see why they would be 
feeling a certain way, which way. Anyway, so it was about a year in that I thought there's a lot of similarities here. So I started making handouts. Um, so I would do, I would have a, a grounding handout and a private logic handout. And I would, I would say, you know, we'll do it in session, but take it home. I want you really working through this. So then again, another year goes by and I think, I'm doing the, I'm doing this in a process. I'm doing this, and it seems like there's eight themes, and it seems like it's you know very concrete. And so, I tend to be a very empathic, and I can get, um, you know, I can really get invested and involved in my clients and what they're going through. So I do a lot of care to ground myself and ground my energy. And so I was thinking, what could be a really more impractical way to give clients what is seeming to really help, plus what I'm passionate about helping them with, but without having to um, teach it every lesson, every session over and over and over again, you know? So so yeah. I thought to myself, let's, let's put this together into a program, um, offer it, you know, offer myself to, to facilitate it, record myself facilitating. So it's out there and people can, you know, do it in a weekend or do it, you know, over eight weeks. I just, I really, these, these themes really came to me from what I was seeing clients. It, it would be called what we would call client um, rather than research-based evidence. It's, it's client-based evidence, right? I, I looked at my clients, what's the evidence, what's helpful. Let's pop it into a program. So it just naturally turned into this sort of eight concept, eight week program and so you know you have a booklet that that goes along with it the handouts are all there I'm just really glad to have it sort of born out there so yeah oh, so for for people listening if you haven't been part of the therapeutic process uh there is a lot of psychoeducation that is part of of psychotherapy and because we have some really amazing nuggets of information that you wouldn't normally stumble across um, how great that you've packaged these up in a way, bundled them so that people mm -hmm. can do them at their own time, at their own pace. And you're not eating up. I don't know what your client hours are, but you know, I I've certainly told people I can teach this to you one-on-one, -one, or you can take a class because the price point of that, you're, you, you know, it's, if you do it in a group, it's going to be so much cheaper. You're going to learn the same thing, or I can teach each of you individually your choice. Not everybody wants to sign up, but there is a big part of what we do in the re-education reorientation of people through this, through this education. So I think it's great that you found those common themes and, and, and package them up. So let's talk about what's in that content then. Um, you know, what, 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 what subject matter are, it sounds like it's designed for parents of, of a certain age child. Is it geared toward toddlers, teens? Who's, who's your typical yeah. person that would benefit and what would they get as a curriculum basically without digging into it and tipping the cards right. so far? No, yeah, no, it's, it, you know, the way I would see it, it's the, the course, is geared towards adults, you know, adults, I always sort of say, you know, 30 plus is, is, is perfect for the course, though. It's excellent to take with your teenager as well, because as teenagers, they're, they're, they're transitioning into adulthood, and they may as well learn these concepts too. So uh, most of my clients are adult moms and dads that have school age to teenage kids. Um, but then the odd time I have young mothers taking it too. So, so really just it's, it's, it's appropriate because it's, it's your common mental wellness skills. So the base, the, the way it goes through is the first session um, and concept is grounding. So as a therapist, you're talking about grounding every day, all day. And 
it's a it's an annoying concept for clients. And I always say that to my clients. I'm sorry, we're going to have to talk about grounding. And, and it's like, I've had feedback in sessions saying, I don't want to do your kindergarten games. <laughs> and it's like, I know nobody really wants to do deep breathing and box breaths and, um, you know, getting out in nature and trying to settle their nervous system. It doesn't, you know, doing the five, four, three, two, one technique. Like it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's annoying because it's not validating that the client who is activated and up in fight and flight, it's not validating that there's some, to them, something feels really, really wrong. So the first concept, which is also the most important concept is grounding foundations. And it teaches what's actually really happening when we're up in fight and flight. Sometimes people have been up in fight and flight for a decade or more. So they have no clue what it is to be in rest and restore. So of course, it's not gonna feel like a like a appropriate 10 minute exercise to go and, and meditate because it seems like you're wasting time because don't you know something's wrong? So grounding is such a huge topic. It comes yeah. first and it and it goes throughout the whole course. You know, it's a it ends up being a practice. And we do it in real time as well, so that people aren't just sent home. You should meditate and you should get this app. No, we're doing it together so you can actually um, experience it. Yeah. yeah. And and coming off of adrenaline and cortisol, it's like coming off of speed. You don't just come off it. You got to come off slow and carefully. So that's one of the most important concepts. Um, it's the first one. Then the other concepts are in the order sort of of importance and 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 uh, logic for me. So the next one is boundaries. I, oh, I so, big one. Yes. And I was so fortunate to learn a concept um, from a woman in near in Ottawa, Taryn Watts. She does a mind rebel, the mind rebel Academy. She's a, a coach. She taught me this uh, boundaries lesson and I've, I've got her permission to use it in my program. Um, and this boundaries concept has changed my life. It's changed other people's lives. It's actually a really great way to conceptualize what's my oxygen and what's not my oxygen. Yeah. So great. So mm -hmm. important and so confusing for people. Very much so. Yeah. And, and to sh really show that the boundaries are for you to replenish, bring your best self back to your loved one and your family. But without yeah. that, we're all on empty. So, so that comes second. Then we go right into private logic and, and because private logic is such a, a, uh, you know, cardinal Adlerian concept. And so, so um, and so describe it just so in case there's people listening to the podcast that aren't as, you know, um, caught up on that term. I just, I don't want to make assumptions of who's listening. Sure. No. So private logic is the neural pathway that makes logical sense to us as to how we respond, how we react to a present day incident. So I might react to a little fender bender that I had this morning. No big deal because I've had, I, I was in one before and it was no big deal. So I would just be like, it's okay. Everybody's fine. It's all ready to go home. But for someone else who had a former experience in their childhood, usually in their developing early years, three to 10, let's say, that was a, a traumatic fender bender, they might go into hysterics and it might, and it would feel extremely logical to them. This is really terrible. Something bad has happened. So, so I, it, it, you know, it's a deep concept. It's hard to explain super quick, but yeah. basically whatever we are responding to in present day isn't about the thing in present day. It has its own uh, origin stemming from an experience in childhood that it tells us how to feel. And we need to check that out in adulthood for the adult reality of it, because it was formed in childhood, which would be formed from a very um, immature uh, concept of uh, logic. So we look at it for the true logic. And in doing that, um, it, I use a six-step method 
which, you know, it's too involved to get into. No, but that's why they take the course. We don't want to give it all away. <laughs> yeah. But basically, it gives, you'll glean themes as to yeah. why I, I know if I get a sniff of feeling like I'm alone in the world, I, I panic, I'm upset, I've got anxiety. But you would never know that about me because I look like I'm fine. But it comes from what happened to me earlier. So yeah, it's, I've, I've got, I, I'll share mine. My, I have one of my private logic is the world is not as it appears. Um, because I had a childhood memory where my, my brother was doing a drill, um, where they made a fake drowning and I saw him being carried off on the board. Um, so I knew that he was dead and they're like, no, 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 we're just doing a, we're just doing a drill. We're doing a safety drill. And I thought that's what adults say to little kids so that they feel safe. I I saw him with my own eyes. He's dead and you're lying to me. And so I always have this feeling like like this, I have to overcome my private logic is I think somebody's putting smoke and mirrors in front of me and that there's another story behind. And so mm-hmm. there's like a, yeah, it's a, you know, I'm glad I learned about that early. I still see it get activated and then I can use my common sense to say, oh, no, 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 little Allison, that's what you came to learn because you were only four and the world gave you this big thing and you made a faulty conclusion. Um, but I still see it activated. I still have to manage it, you know, and I'm 60 years old. So they're powerful, these private logic, but you got to know what they are, right? That's exactly. what we, yeah. Exactly. That's a perfect example. And we all have them. Yeah, and different ones. So many people want to skip over the childhood stuff. And I don't blame you. Like, it seems daunting. Like, who wants to do that? And and then and, and when we learn about private logic, then we also learn, oh, no, what have we done to our own kids? Because our own kids went through experiences that they have their own private logic. But again, I'm normalizing this and saying, don't worry, you're, it's okay. Your kids are had to have their own private logic and they, you know, that's how we evolve as, as a, as, as a human. Um, It's mandatory. It's just to be wiser about it and to, and to then parents can tap into what might their private law, their child's private logic mean for when they're having a tantrum. And I hear you explain that in your podcast all the time. So now it's like, how about we get the parents to do that themselves? And just for parents to know too, like it's, it's out of your control, what your child decides is important. That's the thing, right? right? Like parents are like, oh, oh, I yelled at my kid that, that, you know, I'm going to have to pay for therapy later. And it turns out they don't remember that at all. What they remember, like my daughter has this very strong thing where she got a, she got a leech in her armpit and it was like there, like under her shirt. She didn't know. So like it got really big. It was there for hours. And I had to like take this leech out of her armpit and whatever that she remembers, not, not me. Like when I like lost my cool on her because she wouldn't go to bed and she wanted one more story. So like, who knows what a kid's going to decide is important. You know what I mean? Like that's out of our control. Some little insignificant thing, you know, so let go of that parents. (laughs) Yeah. And and like for your daughter, that's so perfect because, because, it would make complete sense that her little logic would be, I'm not swimming in that lake again. <laughs> yeah. because, you know, and, but as an adult, it's like, okay, we can maybe go for a swim, you know, off the dock. So it's very interesting. And people are, are shocked and like mind blown when they, when they really see that what's activated present day is not the actual current in yeah. experience. Yeah. So that's sort of the midway point of the, of the program. Of then it goes, then we do true essence right after that. And so I really teach a deep, uh, clear um, uh, co- concept of our true self is our three-year-old self before all these private logics popped in. Yeah. And let's look at her or him. And we get pictures of our three-year-old self. We we ask others in our family, like, what were they like back then? And it's so interesting, the stories that the parents or the neighbors or the grandparents say, oh, you were a little brat. It's like so terrible, really, because it's like, well, then you know that the 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 environment was 
sort of that child was very scrutinized. Well, then here they are showing up with low confidence. So, or, or they, they, they were, they were always good and kind and, and patient. So now we have, you know, sort of showing up as pleasing, pleasing. My, worth, my worth only works out when somebody's telling me I'm okay. But we, we really seek in the true essence to get a, a beautiful uh, paragraph of I am X, Y, Z, right from those pictures. And it's really hard for people to let go of what happened to them after that and change stuff. But we we really go to the truth of who you are because the truth, our truth is innate and unchanged. And it, again, hard to believe that when you're 46 taking this course because your teenagers are, 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 are challenging you. So after True Essence, um, then we start to do future building stuff. We get clear about our core values, we do Adlerian self-exploration questions, like what makes your heart sing, what sparkles you up and that kind of stuff and really get to know yourself now moving forward. Um, and then we there's a, a bit of a framework that I've come up with, which is like a sort of a save you in a bad state kind of framework. It's called self-alignment shakeup. Um, it would be sort of something that you would take if you were really feeling, finding yourself uh, out of sorts and out of alignment. And you would, it's a process of, you know, am I treating myself well and so on. You basically get a framework as to, what do I do to help myself? Um, and then journaling is the one of the final concepts that um, oh, we also do a little bit of universal laws. I know not everyone's into that stuff, but I, I pop it in there if people are interested to kind of just know that like attracts like. So if we're vibrating on a frequency that is, you know, cheerful, likely we're going to have cheerful show up too. Um, but that's sort of a bit of an extra. And then journaling breakthroughs is at the end. Journaling for me, a lot of people, you know, don't want to uh, get into that. They don't, they don't want someone to read their journal. Well, guess what? No one's probably going to read your journal. Um, journaling for me has been one of the most impactful concepts because it's not about dear diary. I have a problem. It's about getting clear on where we want to be in our life with our family and our relationships and really like using that to explore what's the, our next chapter. And by doing that, it starts to come quicker. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Did you read any of the Penny Baker research on, on writing and journaling? Like, no, I don't know. I where... Oh, so that was part of my Adlerian training at Ch in Chicago. And uh, we had to read the, the uh, James Penny Baker's work. And, and it really is the science behind why journaling works. And it, and it is a neuroscience thing. 
uh, that when you disclose, when you take thoughts that perseverate and turn them. So he worked with like suicidal university students. He talked with Holocaust survivors. Uh, he's done like a lot of research and taking these thoughts, this noise, this voice in our head and translating it into language with pen. It's different, believe it or not, typing on a keyboard versus with a pen. Um, and so I've been journaling and also morning pages to your point about different styles of journaling. I do the, the, uh, from the artist's way morning pages. There's so much science behind this people. If you haven't like, th this isn't just two wacky Adlerians telling you that this is a good thing to do. This is a, a science backed piece about self-reflection and how we learn and grow and, and journaling is the bomb. So I'm so, I'm so glad you include that. That's so great. Yeah. And, and it's the final concept. Like it's it, it wraps it up with, now we've got, you know, a way to find out what's wrong and where are we at, you know, neural, like, like, um, settled is, is our nervous system even settled? You know, we, we sort of gauge that and figure that out at the beginning. And then we go through why is it we showing up this way? It makes sense. And then it's like who we really are and where we're going next. So, so good. Yeah. I, I'm passionate about it because, you know, I just, I just, that's what I love to help people with. I, so that's the other thing about, about why did I put this into a course? So as a psycho, as a therapist, some of the feedback I get sometimes, not all the time, but from, from certain, um, the people that I've crossed paths with would say, well, Morgan, you really, you really want people to, to change quick. You really don't like sitting in their discomfort. So that was sort of feedback that I got. I had to really reflect on that. Um, and then in supervision, I realized, well, that's the nursing part. As nurses, we do, you know, if something's wrong, I want to do, I want to fix it. You know, you can't do it for yourself. I got you. And as therapists, we're supposed to empower people to do that themselves. So it's sort of like the best of both worlds. Like I'm going to tell you how to do it. And it's, that's the nursing part. Um, and then I'm going to empower you to you know, to, to bring your best self to the work. So then that's why I, I I do have it as two different businesses as well. So I've got the prevail public education business, which is, you know, you're not a client because I'm not documenting and I'm not, you know, knowing everything about your, your history and so on. That's there, the upstream part. And then I've got, I, I offer this in my psychotherapy practice too, in a group setting. So I had to do both just to make it super clear that, you know, I can't take hundreds and hundreds of clients um but i can offer this you know uh, to to be a course that's for the public as well and the public meaning so to your point because you have an interesting geographic location <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Right. So for people listening, we've mo a lot of the listeners are actually in the United States, but here in Ontario, you live in a beautiful part of the country. My brother used to have a farm in Kempville. So I know, I know where you're, you're, you're in Lanark, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. So, so small, small, you know, it's small outskirt rural kind of um, North, Northeastern Ontario, really. Yes, exactly. And so you have, you know, clients that are in this area. Some people travel, you know, an hour here and there, Ottawa and Kingston have clients there, but it's hard for them to get here. So, yeah, so I do offer it face to face in a, in a, in a group setting and also one on one. I do that as well with clients, but to have it as a public course online, you know, you, you, you take it and you see I'm pop up in the video. And then once a week I'm live, I'll be live on a zoom call for clients that are doing the course and I'll teach the concepts weekly and people can do questions and answers and get more help at that point too. So that's how, that's how the, the public course goes. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, so you aren't, you're, this has been that, you know, the silver lining to the pandemic where everyone's yeah. now like, you know what, I can get information from the people I want to get it from at the time I want it and do it remotely. And we all got set up for that. So it's so great that they've got that opportunity that they can still connect with you and the material, even if they are in Vancouver. 
Yes. And, and I don't know, like for me and, and maybe for you too, like it's hard to recommend therapists, especially there's not a lot of Adlerian therapists. So it's really hard to, if, if I'm full, which I, my practice is, is full, it's, you know, I, I, I try to ask, would, would somebody to be able to take a client who I really want them to do Adlerian? And it's like very, very, very difficult. So this was, you know, a way that I can be like, well, you can take the course or you can do it in a group and then see where you're at. And I do want to point out that it's a great course to take when you have your own therapist, do your deep work with your therapist, you know, keep that therapeutic alliance happening. This would be skills-based, practical, really push you to, to do the work together course. So it's it's complementary for people that are in therapy and just actually want to dive in a bit deeper and actually get some good skills. And talk, and talk about the upstream aspect too, because I think that does sound like it comes from a bit of the teaching modality of nursing as well. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in nursing, that's, that's the term that we use um, when you're, when we're, when we're seeing a problem occur and a, a need um, present itself, it's like, where did this come from? And so they, they guide you to go up the stream and find out like where this happened, whether that be um, you know, a child, a teen showing up in the emergency department, well, you would want to know, you know, that's has suicidal ideation and so on. Well, geez, you, you find out pretty quick, the parents are not around and they're in poverty and, you know, their friend left and all of the things. So the upstream thinking is, is huge in nursing. And so everything, everything we do is to, to, to prevent the, the problems from happening if we can. And that's why like, in healthcare right now, and for me, when I was working in the mental health, public mental health care, it's a drop in the bucket. These poor people are presenting the emergency department with really serious problems. One nurse at the, at the hospital can't, um, solve that in a day. And so that's, that's, you know, that was just not going to work for me because that's not the style of person I am. So the upstream part is let's give people tools way ahead of the game, way ahead of the game. You might not even think you need this tool until something might happen in your life, your job, you lose a job, relationship problems, so on and so forth. And it's like, if you recall taking a course, that was your eight, the eight best concepts that a psychotherapist taught you about, you're more likely to, feel confident in yourself moving forward and 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 to think okay well at least i have some resources so so i you know it it breaks my heart when people are coming to therapy and it's it's they're off work they aren't functioning everything seems falling apart and it's just when you get to know them you see oh there were some warning signs way back there um again because teaching grounding when a person's in a crisis feels really not great so if a person just kind of has this feeling of like sometimes i feel anxious when my kids aren't home from their party you know that's sort of something that i'm anxious about all the time it's like i'm doing box breaths in bed trusting that everything's okay but you know settling my nervous system teaching this is ahead of time is way better so that so that and and be and knowing about uh grounding skills and, and private logic and boundaries so that when your kids come to you with i'm being bullied at school or i just had a breakup or my you know I'm, my teacher embarrassed me that's when you can you can jump in and say oh like just like like tell me all about it and what is that saying to yourself what conclusion are you making about yourself you would only know to do that because you understand private logic. So that's why, you know, I'm all, I would just love to prevent a mom, a dad, you know, anyone, a teen from feeling that everything was falling apart when just one little thing in their life um, needs some tending to. So, yeah, so that's why it's, it's super, to me, it's super practical. 
And, and I, and I like to prevent myself from getting traumatized and anxious and depressed. So if I, I just think it's good practice to share that. <laughs> good thinking. I agree. <laughs> Not comfortable in an anxious or depressed state either myself. Have you, what kind of trends are you seeing in your practice with the parents and, and, and kids then? What are, what are some prevailing themes that you've had to work with in your practice? Just so parents don't feel alone or we kind of know we're all on the same journey. I find that so normalizing things, I think, really makes people feel better. Yes. So a lot of parents requesting help for their child because of fears that they they have about what they're up to vaping everybody's stressed about vaping and i am too i you know, wish that there wasn't big of the children children are vaping and you know other times in the world that they were smoking and so on and so forth so parents are stressed about vaping they're stressed about um there's a lot of stress about this gap year that everybody's taking and uh, you know it's like it's all it's all good shake out like we have to trust these kids and <laughs> saying what they need um there's, they're worried about video games. They're worried about, um, they're worried about online um, bullying and exposure. So those are, those are the main ones that come to mind. Yeah. And I, I, I in my practice, I would add to that academic performance, yes. schooling, school, school achievement. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we, because we all have such a, like, you know, we're, we're guided. We want so much for our children and we get mixed up with, our you know the expectations that we're setting and and so my i have a a graduating um grade 12 child he's just graduating this month hopefully and um he you know he's 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 taking the year off and he's just it's about it's about peace and harmony for him and you know what wonderful but it is a part of me that's like oh no you're gonna lose the momentum to to go forward and take a course and so on so yeah so 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 parents are struggling with accepting that their children have autonomy and 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 so what i like to provide for them is just to give them that unconditional positive regard you know it's just so much about unconditional positive regard and if you're role modeling the best you can and you're there for your child and loving them through through it then you're good you're golden yeah and not re- and not re- and not rescuing you know they're right that and that probably comes up in your boundaries course you know the difference yes. between what's a parent's obligation and not you know the uh, the needs versus the wants and when you close the purse strings on the family budget so that they get motivated to go out and get a job or go back to school or whatever, all those conversations. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I don't know when they, you know, when they label generations, um, you know, the greatest generation on earth, the boomers, Gen X, Gen Z, Gen, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, this generation that's coming through that we're seeing these just launching kids, they are like bon vivants. Like they really are very playful. They're really not chomping. They're not super motivated to like just push into the system. And it is like freaking parents out. Yes. You know, there's a real, there's a real difference in values of the kids that have been through this pandemic that are living with some other societal pressures that are just like, they just want to, they, they, it comes across to our generation is they're hedonistic and don't care and they don't have a work ethic. But mm-hmm. from their perspective, they're just sort of like playful little cubs that are a, a bit a bit delayed, I think, in their development. And my, this is my own opinion, op-ed piece here. Um, I'd love to get your insights on it. But I kind of feel like they really put personal happiness and friends above 
this need to accomplish it or hit goals or, you know, follow a certain timeline, um, they're less type A. And I think that's, I think that's, I mean, obviously it's probably bimodal. There's probably as many people imploding because they're all freaked out over life, but (laughs) as our anxiety rates increase, but, but if you had to like stereotype the typical sort of you know, whatever, 18 to 22 year old, how would you describe them? I I think there's a, there's a, a category of that of that specific um, realm. And I love them. I just love them because they're showing us they're, 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 they're making us sort out our own triggers, which is like, okay, I'm, I'm all for learning about why I'm responding to this the way I am, but they are, they have learned through our generation of parenting, my mom's generation of parenting that they don't want to follow in this footstep. I don't blame them. You yes, know, right. Yeah, we're not to be what what they don't want to be a workaholic. Um, yeah. you know, with consumerism and individualism, and yeah, like yeah, exactly. I, I, yay. Let let them yeah. be better than us. Thank God. Yes, and so and so I I'm just intrigued. I'm totally intrigued by them. And and I remember hearing um, Martha Beck. Martha Beck talked about this, and so did Eckhart Tolle. I saw him speak a year ago in in Toronto. Did you see that? That was he I was missed amazing. It. Okay. It was, it was, it was a quick, uh, it came up quick, but anyway, he, he, he talked about how there is turbulence in the world and there is going to be more turbulence in the world. And that's just all there is to it. And so if, and, and, and he said, our responsibility is peace within ourselves. And with, when we thicken the peace within ourselves, the people around us are impacted by that piece. And, and Martha Beck um, said the same thing when, um, when she was speaking about, what's happening in the world too. So I just look at those kids and I just want them to have as much peace within them as they possibly can and be good members of society and thoughtful stewards of the earth and move forward in demonstrating that. Um, If we all did that, if every person in the world just looked after their own inner peace, there would be peace, you know? And I know it seems unwise for those of us who are like the activists it seems unwise not to be i, I still want them to be activists for the, the best thing for our earth the earth and our and humanity but it's about treating each other peacefully and with kindness and compassion and so i, I have those realm of people of kids and then the, the others i see amazing things happen i i have a, a 21 year old who's um the stars aligned in this child who has, you know, dyslexia and had a really hard time in in in, in public school and in, in high school, is skyrocketing into the world of social work, social social justice, and and becoming a becoming a getting a bachelor of social work. Wants to be a therapist. Wants to also become uh, informed about astrology so that she can help parents understand their children based on their birth chart. So let's just let them have it. Yeah. They, their their knowledge and um, abilities are far beyond what we could imagine. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. And 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 we've done our best to get them to this point. And let's just let them do their next best steps. But I truly have a lot of hope in the generation. Uh, yeah, I do too. And you and I both have the privilege of working, you know, with younger people. So I think parents only ever see their child or their yeah. family system, whereas we get to see all of them. So I yeah. think we have a more optimistic view because we have a bigger sample size of the brilliance of all these kids when you yes. 
get, you know, get away from the safeguarding and how they might be showing up in, in some conflictual relationships. But I've never, I say to people, I've never, I've never met a client I didn't like yet when I got to understand them, you know? Me too. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's the natural order of things that we hand the baton on to the next generation and we have to like great, you know, bow and step off the stage and we can be there as sage counsel in the wings should they need it. But I think we have to turn it over to the next generation. I think that's how the world has evolved. That's how yeah. evolution and biology evolves. And we got to participate in that and put our egos in check. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. So we may as well have a have a positive look on it yeah. and support them. Uh, so I want to, is there anything that, uh, you want to make sure that our listeners captured from our conversation that I might not have asked directly that you want to put in there and, and also maybe just give like a little pitch to where they find the course and you and things. Yeah. So, so the, um, one thing about the course is that it does have a, a mind, body and soul approach or, sir, you know, so insert whatever word you want. You could use gut wisdom, instincts you know, higher, higher ideas, whatever you want. So I, it, it is going to be a stretch for those people who are very much medical model based on, you know, I can only believe it if I, if I have it in my hand, I'm going to be asking people, you know, what, what is something that came into your mind that you didn't think was important and just popped in, you know, I want people to really start paying attention to that wisdom um, that is within them. So if it, if a person's not into that, the course wouldn't be suitable. Also the childhood part. It's essential that we just travel back into your childhood and, and, and recall some memories. They don't have to be painful memories. They could literally be just a, a random memory, but I'll, I'll guide the client in doing that. So, you know, in the safest way possible, but it is going to require some trust and faith that the, the, the childhood's super, super important. Um, so that's the only thing about the course that people should know if they, if they're thinking about it, that might be something that to, to consider and to know that the public course, um, is for anybody who wants to take it. That one is just www.morgancrew.ca. And that is the okay. course. And we'll of course put that in the show notes so they yes. can find the registration for the course there. Yes. And, and you're not, you know, that would be, a, you're not my, you're not my personal client in therapy or anything. You're just taking a course, but then in my own psychotherapy business, Morgan crew counseling, um, I do offer this as a group. So they're small groups. So for people that want to, um, do an online group, I'm going to have one starting in October. And I think the date for that would be October 11th would be the online group and October 10th would be the in-person group. So if people would like to take it as a client in a group therapy setting with me, they're very, very welcome to, and it will be through my psychotherapy practice. And that's morgancrewcounseling.com. But again, it'll be there. So I want people to know that they can, they can just contact me and we'll figure out how they could take it. How best I, to get slotted in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's all. And, um, and, and just to know that there, I did have a few, um, a few adults, take this course with their teenager. And that was super fun. And it was sort of a one-on-one in that case, it was me and the two. Um, and, and we worked through the whole workbook and I, I got the, put the mom and dads under the hot seat versus the teen. And the teens were just like, Ooh, loving seeing mom and dad have to figure out why they're activated. And it's about them, not about the external circumstance. I saw a lot of really positive uh, outcomes there because they just felt equipped leaving and, and, and knew that they could, you know, if anybody's activated with a bit of anxiety, they have, someone's having a panic attack. Hey, go to the grounding foundation. Morgan has 35 things listed there on what to do. And because they had been practicing them with the commitment of the course, it's, it, it came to mind, whereas it doesn't come to mind all the time. So if you do want to take it together with your teen, 
let me know. Yeah, that I I love that. And I think that's, um, you know, when we step inside the world of a teenager, often when they hear about the, um, uh, that things will get better if they went to therapy, they often hear that I'm the source of the problem. Right. That's what they hear, but they're right. like, but I'm not the problem. If you had parents right. like mine, you'd understand why I'm so miserable. And for them to actually be able to, to how often do, do parents sort of really talk about themselves or history? You know, uh, they haven't even done their own introspection, let alone being able to communicate that to a child. So to be on that discovery path together, I can see that that would really bring some compassion from the teen as well as, as they're doing this discovery in parallel processes. I think that's just, it's a lovely way of going about that. Yes. And I think like, just as you're saying that, what really lights up for me is the importance of the parents first and foremost, doing this themselves, you know, truly do it yourself first, then get your teen in here. Um, Exactly. Parents, we want so badly for our teens to be a certain which way, but we have to take ownership for informing ourselves about why they might be by be showing up this way. So no. So well said and thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we realize that part of our work is to us to train parents to be the therapeutic agent of change in their relationship with their teen, we get a lot done when we work with the parents. Yes. Yeah, they're half the dance. I love it. I'm so glad that you put the effort into to build that course and that it's uh, that it's accessible to the public. And I hope that this podcast, you know, uh, gets more people signing up and and getting wisdom from those tools. And so, uh, f- folks, if you uh, are listening and you haven't taken a course or you know somebody who might benefit from taking a course, it's in your friend group that might not be in our Adlerian community. Send them the links in the show notes and uh, let's keep Morgan busy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. This is my passion. I love the I love the program. So I'm happy to be doing this. And and I hope and, and you know, again, just about being helpful. I uh, hope that it's truly, truly helpful. And I, I mean, for me, it has been so I'm just glad to share it. Yeah. So wonderful. Thank you for your time today. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast, so thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.